Amen. 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 Y'all, stand up so we can continue worship. Hope you got your dancing shoes on. This is a good one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your presence already in this place today. Lord, we want to continue. We just want to worship you. We just want to lift up our praise to you because you are worthy, Lord. You are holy. Yes, you are, God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, almighty ones. Come on. Bless the Lord, you heavenly host. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. And let all the earth sing forth his praises. Come on, sing, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, almighty ones. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, you heavenly host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. And let all the earth sing forth his praise. Let's sing that one more time. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, almighty ones. Oh, yes. Bless the Lord, you heavenly host. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Come on, everybody. All you his angels. And let all the earth sing forth his praises. Come on and sing. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Do something. You're going to have to move, all right? Here we go. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my Oh, when I move, when I move my body, when I move. 
I know, it's a new song. But you can move. You can clap your hands, right? Come on. The song says, oh, bless the Lord, oh, mighty ones. We are mighty. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. When I move my body. When I move my body. When I move my feet. When I open my mouth. When the darkness flees. When I move my body. When I move my park ride or at a ball game let me tell you something in case you didn't know there is no one on this earth that can deliver you there is no name no name by which you can be saved except Jesus Christ come on y'all tell you I went on this ride y'all keep going and I screamed from the time the ride left the little canopy until it came back to the little canopy and I had no voice and I was so upset because I had to go the next day and sing and I could not do it because I had listen come on I would rather lose my voice singing and praising the Lamb of God than to amusement park ride or a football game. Come on, somebody shout unto God. Hallelujah. Oh, strongholds, strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. Strongholds are coming down. Oh, when Jesus is lifted high. Strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. Jesus is lifted high. Strongholds are coming. 
Hallelujah. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Come on, we're not going to stop here. Hope you're ready. Here we go. My Savior, Redeemer, lifted me from the miry clay. Almighty, forever, I will never be the same because you came near from the everlasting to the world we live. The Father's only Son. Oh, you lived, you died, you rose again on high. You opened the way for the world to live again. Hallelujah, yes, for all you've done. Come on, Redeemer. My Savior, Redeemer, lifted me from the mighty clay. Almighty, forever, I will never be the same because you came near from the earth to the world we live. The Father's There's a table that you prepare for me. 
verse again. There's a table. Here we go. There's a table that you prepared for me. In the valley 
play just a minute why don't you just close your eyes nobody's looking around if you close your eyes why don't you just give him some love this morning he has brought you here for a reason he has a purpose for you if you're watching online good thing you're in your house nobody can see you 
lift up your hands, close your, close your eyes, and just love on him. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
praise this morning. Come on, lift up your hands and give him praise this morning. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
chapter 91, verses 1 and 2. Psalms chapter 91, verses 1 and 2. What I want you today is I want you to focus clearly on Almighty. Well, let's look at this passage. Psalms chapter 91, verses 1 and 2. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Put your trust in God. Put your confidence and your trust in God. Let's look at Revelation chapter 1. Wonderful passage, Revelation chapter 1. Almost a bookend. If you haven't read Revelations in a while, you should. The news might make more sense to you. I just said that. I didn't really mean to get y'all deterred by the world stuff. But God's greater than the world stuff. And no matter what the world thinks, God's going to be seen in the midst of the world stuff. Isn't that great? And the sooner we get to see God in the midst of the world stuff, it's going to make sense to us all the world stuff that's going on. But the world stuff ain't really going to matter because God is greater than the world stuff. You got it? I couldn't say it again. Make sure you got it the first time. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am Alpha, not me. This is God talking. And Omega, the beginning and the end. Says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Let's establish this. Focus on Almighty. You tracking with me? Focus on Almighty and let Almighty do what Almighty is capable of doing in your life. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. Let's go there. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. Wonderful passage. You know, when I say that, (laughs) not everything in this book is wonderful. Well, some of the times it busts my chops. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I don't really understand it. It's wonderful, and that's wonderful in the sense that God said it, but it ain't always easy and fun for me. But I like this one, Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. Check it out. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. What are you pressing toward today? What are you moving toward today? What are you desiring to see today? What is your intention to look at today? What do you want to know about God today? You see, as much as I know about him, which is very little, and as much as I have learned and read about him, which could be a lot, the more I want to get to know him. You remember when you start dating somebody you was close to and you liked them? And you just want to be closer and closer to them. And in my generation, we didn't have cell phones. You're fortunate, Leslie. We didn't have that stuff when I was little. We had those rotary phones where you, like, dial it. And you got to be all ever so patient because it's going to roll back. And you dial it again. And then we got into the push button ones. If you push the wrong button, you get frustrated because you don't get whoever you're looking for on the other line. But then when it's all said and done, you just hang on the phone and nobody says nothing because nobody's willing to hang up first. Y'all, some of y'all gray hairs, y'all did that. Y'all did that like several times a week, several times a day. What if you were unwilling to hang up on God first? Because he ain't never going to hang up on you. I just ask y'all questions, y'all got to deal with it. What if you actually were unwilling to just hang up and just hang out with him? What if he became more important to you than what you're with? Now, I love 
love my wife and I love my children. I love my grandchildren. I even love Paul. But I'm telling you, sometimes everything else pales in comparison. God's greater. Don't miss that. But everything else is second to him. Focus on almighty. Be intentional. Be intentional. That Philippians 3 and 14 is very clear. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Not in my context, not in my culture, not in my understanding, not in my proclamation even, but in Him and in Him alone. If you and I really started chasing God before we chased everything else, God would actually probably mean more to us. I've been going to Latin America for a long time. Can't speak the language. Muy bueno, baño, por favor. I can speak a little bit, poquito. Mucho grande corazón, muy poquito espanol. Wesley knows what that means. I've said to him every time I've seen him in Honduras. I want to steal the language, one of my other Hispanic friends have said to me. But you can't steal the language. You've got to learn it. You can't rob this language from a generation that went before you. You can't. Look, now, Lord's speaking to somebody right now. You can't rob this book from somebody that has read it over you. You can't rob from this book the stories that you've heard somebody else talk about on the external, but you were never on the in circle. You listening to me? This is not an easy thing we are in. The gospel was not easy. It will not be easy, but it is and was and always will be transformational if you let it do so. Being intentional means it's not going to be easy, and I'm okay with it not being easy. Last time I was here, I told you all about my stint in my heart. Oh, it's ticking and rolling. I'm doing great. I can run some more miles. Now they tell me I got something else called a fatty liver. If they got y'all with a fatty liver, that's probably because that's just a new thing that came out. Lots of people got fatty liver now. I don't know. I don't distrust all that medical stuff. I'm really thankful for it. But, man, I'm trying to have trouble understanding it sometimes. But you know what the guy told me? You know, you need to lose a little weight. To my 145-pound Indian doctor, I said, how can I do that? Look at you. And you could eat whatever you want to eat. He said, yeah, I do. And I'm like, I can't do that. And then I have two doctors. I have one with the VA and one that's a private doctor. And so I went to my other doctor and you need to lose a little weight. You know, I did fall. It was dumb. It was dumb. Don't ever do this. I said, I mean, I got like a pretty decent physique. I got mostly muscle. My doctor grabbed themselves, not me. And said, I got to lose some too, and everything you got down there ain't muscle either. I'll never be at your weight, but I got, I'm chasing you. Can't get there, but I'm chasing you. What are you saying, William? I'm trying to explain to you, we all have excess. We can let go of. And if you don't let the excess go, the excess will become so normal to you that it's going to be bigger and more 
and more and in your spiritual heart you're going to be overly excessively abundant with the stuff of the world that the things of God become so very very abstract and so very secluded to this encounter this is really a celebration of a personal intimate encounter you should be having all week long if there's any medical doctors in here you can disagree with my doctors you feel free to tell me after church but my doctor said to me, and I looked it up, and it's true. <laughs> when you lose the weight off, it comes off your liver first. Never thought about that. Never thought about that. So if I lose 10 pounds, see you later, fatty liver. Ain't got another place. When you lose all the burdensome, somebody needs to hear me, and all the worldly attractions and addictions, and all the stuff that nobody else sees or knows. And you start laying those down at the altar. They start trimming out <laughs> of your heart and of your mind. And your focus becomes more clear. And the stuff of the world becomes less and less. And you can do without this. And you can do without that. And you can do without this one. And you can do without that one. Because that one no longer matters. And that one is secondary. Anybody getting this? Good, then you should respond in the next few minutes. <laughs> Another great passage. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's a wonderful, wonderful passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into all your own understanding. And in all of your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. When you focus on Almighty and you choose to be intentional to trust him. I think I told you last time I was here, trust is a risk to survive. And you don't know you're going to survive it until you risk it. I surely am not trying to get you to my level of understanding. Because if I do... You'll be so limited. But I'm trying to get you on a pursuit for God that will blow your mind and everybody around you. I'm trying to get you to decide that, you know what, today we made it through COVID, semi-almost. Depends on who you listen to. That's not the worst pandemic we'll ever see. We'll probably see a whole lot more. I don't know. The world's not going to get progressively better. It's continued. It's going to get progressively worse. But those of you that are in the world who are not of the world, you can get progressively better. Hope you catch these on the first time because I really can't repeat these. Because the Lord just give me some word for y'all today to understand that you need to be really more intentional today than you've ever been in your life. Focus on Almighty. Be intentional to trust and hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? Isn't there something in the book about that? Yeah. Right? Something like that. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. If your wife's name is Hope, anybody here got a wife named Hope? <laughs> and she ain't there, you're pretty sick. You deferred. You, you, you missing hope. Let me help you understand something. Hope is not circumstantial. Hope is relational. Hear me. See, I want you to move from faith as being a term or a concept to a dis disciplined lifestyle. If you live with faith as a priority discipline in your life, 
I promise you, you could live without a few things. There'd be some things that really you wouldn't have to have. Let's just prove it to you in the book. Romans 15, 13. Let's go there. I only got a couple more to, 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 to do, and then we'll do some serious prayer time. Hopefully you will. I will for sure. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell y'all something. I, I think I said it before. I'll probably say it if I get the chance to come again. The Holy Spirit's more than just a dance or a language. Don't belittle him for that because that is very important because when the Holy Spirit language is working through you, him authentically working through you, then the devil is not able to interpret that at all. It makes no sense to him and, in fact, makes him leave. Hang on. But that's just a minute part of the persona of the Holy Spirit, a very, ins a very significant, not an insignificant, but a very significant part of who he is. But that dance in that language... And that skidding tire out there, did you hear that? Maybe it was air conditioning, I don't know what it was, but here's what I do know. That God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, pro provides for us the provision of hope and joy and peace in the midst of the trial. And when hope, joy, and peace is working in you, it creates the believing mindset. Have you ever believed something that you know your eyes told you weren't true? You knew. Your eyes told you something different, but in your gut, you knew. I know that my prodigal son or my prodigal daughter or my prodigal parents, they're having a party in the world. But the word says, if I'll pray, if I'll believe, <laughs> even the faith of the believing wife can bring home the unbelieving husband. Even the faith of the believing parent can put a boundary around that unbelieving child. <laughs> that child doesn't know what's happening. But God is in the provision business because somebody was building hope in prayer because of the joy in their life and the peace in the battle created a believing spirit in them. Now the real pastors like Pastor Paul could spend a wee a month on that one passage. These boys know how to break that stuff down. But let me help you understand it for just a minute. The hope is that you may abound. You may abound. You know what it means? Bountiful, plenty, more than you need. The good fun preacher talk is God will turn your lack into more. Your less into enough. I don't really know about that. But sometimes the lack seems to abound and the less seems to increase. But in the heart, the hope never falters. Hallelujah. And the joy in the battle never gives up. And the peace to say, I have taken it out of my hands and I have given it to you, God, is sufficient. Because when you hold it, you can't do it. But when he holds it, he can. Focused on Almighty. Be intentional to trust and to hope 
in what? In this promise in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are exalted as head over all. God is all, A-L-L, mighty. But God is also almighty, A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y, which means that nothing, nothing, nothing here in the life to pass or the life to come will supersede or be greater than him. And David, in this passage of Chronicles, was able to say, for it is you, O Lord, you are the kingdom, you are exalted as head over all, everything, Lord, everything is second. Come on, Megan, get ready. There's an old song this morning that I couldn't get out of my mind, and I only know a few little verses of a few songs. This is not the song I want you to sing. I told you I want you to sing, Megan. Just get ready and hang tight for a second. But here's, 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 here's the song. It's a wonderful, wonderful passage. You ever heard this song? Turn. Sing it with me. Sing, lead it, Paul. I can't lead it. Look full in his wonderful face And the things of earth will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace Sing it again. Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strange, lead him in the light of his glory and grace. Interesting passage, or interesting song, pretty phenomenal song. Story behind the song was written by a lady named Helen Limmel in 1922 who wrote it after an inspiration of an African missionary from Europe that her name was Lilius Trotter, and she spent the better part of her life in Africa. And one morning as she was out looking at the sun, she wrote a song, Miss Trotter did, which was a poem of sorts called Focused, a story and a song. And then this lady, um, Helen Limmel, I'm sorry, Trotter, yeah, Helen Limmel wrote that song that we just sang a portion of, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I never really preached with a hat on. I don't even really think it's necessarily appropriate to wear your hat in a building. But I put that hat on today because I was a little concerned that all of us are in the same boat. And we are incredibly easily distracted. I left my hat on and you got used to it, perhaps. But no doubt some of you were like, why is he wearing a hat? And maybe the hat became more focused for you than the word. Maybe the hat was more of a distraction and you couldn't really hear. Or maybe you were telling your, 
nicely dressed children. See, you're not supposed to wear a hat in church. That preacher, there's something wrong with him. I don't know. What I do know is you and I live with an incredible amount of distractions in our life. And some, only we can move. If you know you are a distraction, then quit being a distraction. And if you are distracted by something or someone that is keeping you from where you need to go, then remove yourself from that someone or that somewhere so you can get focused on the one who is everywhere all the time already. Amen. He is almighty and he is everywhere and he is Jehovah and he is the provision and the rescue and the provider and whatever you need and you can't get it when you are stuck in the distraction mode. You can only get it when you are willing to confess your need for it. And when you do that, then you can say, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look into his wonderful face. You know what I asked myself, Pastor Paul? When that song came to my heart early this morning, my wife covered her head. Now, she's a wonderful saint. Y'all know her. And she covered her head up a little bit more as I began to bellow that out about 630. What kind of distractions were going on in 1922? Nothing compared to what you and I know. But in 1922, inspired by an African missionary who was a profound artist who was headed for a luxurious career, chose to go to the mission field. And one day, God painted on the sky the beauty and the majestic and the awesomeness and the power of deity. And she pinned it on a piece of paper, focused, focused, focused. I'm asking you today, young and old, focus. Focus on the one who is instead of everything which is not. Focus on the one who is able instead of every word who has told you it can't be. Focus on the one who is sure when everything else is movable. Focus on him. And when you do, when you do, God will show up. You believe that? Stand with me in this room. Stand with me if you're at home, wherever you're at. Don't stand if you're in your car. Now, you know me. I'm not one of these belaboring people. But I really can't think of a single person who this word might not have spoken to today. Because if you had your ears open and you listened, then God was speaking clear. But your faith on Almighty and everything else will be secondary. So I'm going to invite you to come. If that word spoke to you, move now. Find a place in the front of this building. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. If that word spoke to you, come on. If you believe it, if you need to act on it, if you need to act on that promise of the focus of the word, come on. Hallelujah. Come on.
Come on. Come on. Just line it up right across the front, wherever you want to be. Maybe in the aisle. Maybe on the outside aisles. It's up to you. Just line up. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to sing this song, Waymaker. And the reason I wanted them to do this song again, because your victory is not in your knowledge, in your ability. It's not even in your relationships. Those are good. And some relationships are healthy. And you've got to have that energy. But your victory is in the promise of who God is and the surety of His presence. And for some of you in this room, the history and the knowledge of His being with you. You see, for the young ones, you don't have a plethora of stories by which you can draw from but you have the same God to which you can hold on to. And when you hold on to the same God, then God will give you the story to pass to the next generation. And when you pass that story to the next generation, then every voice can say, Waymaker. Every voice can say, My victory. Every voice can proclaim Him as Lord. Before you start dancing, Confess. <laughs> confess. Whatever it is that's got you pulled back, confess it today. And then let the words of this song resound loudly inside of you. That the world may see that God is greater. And everywhere you go, they can see Him. I watched this band a while ago and this lady right here that's now on her knees. I don't know if you watched her or not, but when she was singing that song, her feet started moving and she started inching forward. There's probably an imaginary line where you might need to stay up here. I don't know, but in her heart, she was inching forward. Some of you need to pass the line that the enemy has drawn for you and move into the dimension that God has for you. Sing it. Confess. Worship. And let God be in you today. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes.
church is just now moving into a dimension. You're just now moving in. Don't give up. You can spend a lifetime right here. Don't give up.